Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast, episode number 31. We are back in action. Mikey, how are you doing today? Sports guy Chris, of course, I'm here with my good friend Mikey, as always. Mikey, how are you doing on this wonderful Wednesday morning? Well, uh, uh, first off, it's good to be back doing recording in person. Absolutely, brother. Uh, After some some much-needed vacation time for us. Definitely, man. You know, remote um, recordings. Yes. Um, but you know what? I'm doing well, but I can't be doing nearly as well as you are doing. Congratulations to your 2021 NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Thank you, brother. First time in 50 years that they've won yes, the title. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, kudos to the city of Milwaukee. Kudos to that entire team and franchise. Uh, congratulations, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I get to say something today that, to be honest with you, I never thought I'd be able to say the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. It's been a long time, Mikey. I can remember being a little kid and getting pummeled year in and year out by Michael Jordan and the Bulls, amongst other teams that were good during that time. Reggie Miller and the Pacers beat us up for a number of years as well. So it goes back a long way. Um, You know, I can even tell you about... The last time we got this close, we, we fell to the uh, Iverson and the Sixers, who you probably remember. Your Lakers took them down mm-hmm. back in 2001. We were actually up 3-2 to two on them in the Eastern Finals. They beat us the next two games. That was the closest in my lifetime we had come to the Finals. So 20 years later, we get it done. And like you pointed out, 50 years between NBA championships. Pretty incredible, brother. Uh, as you said, you know, I am just stoked. I'm super excited today. It was, uh, was a fun run, but... Um, you know, getting into today's episode, guys, of course, we're going to talk NBA Finals. Big, uh, we'll wrap a shiny bow on that, go through, give you our thoughts on that, of course. And then we'll look ahead to next year and see, you know, what's in store for the Bucks and Suns and what they could possibly do for an encore next season, how the future looks for both of these teams and so on. But, of course, Mikey, we have to lead off with my Bucks taking home the championship. Giannis had an all-time great performance last night. Took home the finals MVP, but brother, I am super stoked to get your thoughts on this NBA finals as well. So let's uh, let's tip it off right there, my friend. Well, uh, well, I mean, uh, dude, again, you know, kudos to to Milwaukee. They got the job done. Um, you know, Giannis MVP, which we'll get to in a minute, just played sure. absolutely, yeah. you know, bonkers basketball. Insane. Um, Insane. You know, and and. Uh, Dude, I, you know, it's impressive. It, it really is. I, I mean, you know, really, you brought back a lot of the same players that you've had in years past. Um, yeah, yep, And, you know, this year, you, you got it done. And the biggest addition had to have been Drew Holiday. I mean, no, by, totally, by far, yeah, yeah. you know, he played the most minutes out of anybody. I mean, he played 46 minutes out of potential 48 last night. Um, and so, you know, that's huge. Big, Didn't shoot the ball time. well. He only shot the ball 21%, 4 of 19 uh, didn't shoot the ball well from deep to of seven for 29% just under. Uh, but he did have 11 assists. He did have nine rebounds. I mean, you know, four steals. Uh, so, you know, played, played well. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, and, and his defense on, on, on Devin Booker, um, you know, was pretty solid. His defense Absolutely. on Chris Paul was solid. You know, I mean, wherever he was going and, and you know, he really showed – what the league has known for, you know, the better part of a decade um, in terms of him and his play and his defense. I mean, you know, he's probably one of the better defensive guards in the NBA. Um, And people knew that when he was down there in um, New Orleans, but he was really, 
really put out there in, in this NBA final, which obviously yeah, there's only two teams left. So, sure, sure. Um, you know, awesome job. It, it, it was impressive. Um, you know, there was an article that I read a week or so ago, and it was talking about with Giannis, you know, he's got this, as, they, as the author quoted or, or put it, a, a very patient aggression. Like, he yeah. was, you know, he picked in spot. It, it was amazing just to see that growth of Giannis. I mean, here's a guy that, you know, knew his shortcomings of shooting the basketball, yeah. knew his shortcomings yeah. of shooting deep. You know, had learned, obviously, from playoff series past where, you know, he was being dared to shoot these threes. And rather than him acquiesce those requests, yeah, you know, yeah. he was using that to his advantage and using that space to create opportunities. You know, in the games that I watched, he was he was doing things in the mid-range. He was, you know, getting in slightly into the paint, but not quite to the rim. And, you know, those little baby jumpers that he was doing and... And, you know, little teardrops that he was hitting off the glass and stuff like that. I mean, he was really picking and choosing his spots. And he wasn't just putting that shoulder down and barreling into guys and, and drawing offensive fouls and, and doing things that put his team, you know, in, in a bind. It was impressive to yeah. watch. It yeah, was it really, really, was, really, really impressive really, really to was. watch him uh, learn and, and grow and and really kind of bring it together in the way that he did this series uh, you know and, and you could argue you know that perhaps if you're a detractor that maybe you know he favored the matchup i mean you know guard, being guarded by a jay crowder oh, well, sure, physical. Yeah, i mean obviously jay crowder is a good defender but he has nothing on the height you know i mean Giannis mm-hmm. is just too tall yep. um yeah you know really bridges yeah but he doesn't have quite enough in the back pocket to really kind of contend with, you know, that thick body that Giannis has. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, he certainly lives up to the name of Greek Freak. Yes. Um, yes. So, you know, there's a lot of things at play. But, you know, Budenholzer had a good game plan. Um, yeah. You know, and, he, did, and he did a good job. There's nothing short of, of amazing when you lose the first two games and people are starting to write you off. Um, and, you know... Anybody that watches basketball with any regularity knows that it's not a series until you lose on your home court. Yeah. Until the road team wins, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not a series. And so, you know, the Suns did what the Suns needed to do, and that's yeah. win home court. You they know, did, they, they, yep. ser- they served on home court. They won yeah. their games, you know, whatever else. Um, and then what did the Bucks do? They went and they won their two games. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was kind of by the script. In fact, yeah. check the tape. I said Bucks and six. Yeah, yes, um, he did. Yes. You know, and I, I think that, you know, again, it was impressive. I mean, for the coaching staff, for that team to, to you know, come back to Milwaukee, win two games, go back to Phoenix, win game five, and then to close it out. And, you know, interesting stat that has now continued to prove true. Um, you know, you have 72% of the time that teams win game five, go on to win the NBA title, yep, whether it's in six or true. seven. You're right. Yep. Um, and that, that, that stat continues to hold true. Um, you know, so it's over 50%. It's not a hundred percent, you know? So there, of course there was an opportunity for the Suns to come back. There was a 28% chance for them to Absolutely. come back. Absolutely. Yep. But you know, for the Bucks to do what they did, uh, it's impressive, man. And, uh, kudos to them. Again, kudos to the city. Uh, kudos to you know, Giannis, PJ Tucker. I mean, he's NBA yeah, champion. Yeah, PJ Tucker, you know, man. He, yeah, absolutely. Toiled around, and you know, yep. he's going up against the former t- a former team of his and the Suns, and you know, he won. And you know, he didn't play particularly great offensively. No, zero percent across yeah. the board. 
Um, but he did have six boards, an assist, a steal. And again, he, he wasn't there for any reason other than defense. Totally. I mean, yeah. he his, and his corner his threes, which clearly was, he didn't yeah. hit. But, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, it just, Bobby Portis, I mean, you know, talk about a well-loved dude, you know. Uh, there, yeah, Really yeah. did himself uh, some favors there yes, in absolutely. Milwaukee. So, yes. you know, man. Yes. Uh, awesome, awesome job. So, uh, uh, thanks, brother. Yes, impressive. absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Totally. Um, yes, uh, like you said, it was it was uh, a lot of fun to watch Giannis grow, you know, during this finals, of course. I mean, um, well documented after that injury against the Hawks. I mean, I think most of us, you know, thought we wouldn't even see him for the rest of this postseason. So, to get him back in those finals, and, and he's, he, he looked good in game one. He had 20 points, and of course just went crazy the rest of the series ever since then. But great job for him. Uh, the supporting cast, is, as you pointed out, you know, Drew Holiday kind of was a little up and down, but his defense after game one in particular was, was huge for us. As you stated, you know, that was a, a big part. I mean, he, he struggled a couple times shooting, you know, four for 19, as you pointed out last night. Game four, he was four for 20, but of course played good defense again on Chris Paul in that game. Game five came up big when we needed him to, 12 for 20, kind of carried us offensively, yeah. got us, I mean, he was the one that got us back in that game with the, the early run in the second quarter to, to flip the script after our poor start in game five. So, um, you know, huge upgrade, you know, bringing him in over Eric Bledsoe and then, you know, Bud making the adjustments, you know, under, talk about a guy <laughs> under a lot of heat, rightfully so. Sure. Uh, but making the adjustments. All, all playoff long this, this year, but, uh, you know, in the finals in particular, doing some different things after game one and game two. You know, our, our dropping on, on uh, all the switches and so on on the pick and rolls for Phoenix, it wasn't working clearly. They're too good at their mid-range game. They were getting whatever they wanted. Made some adjustments. More holiday primarily on Booker and Paul. It paid off, you know, did some different things. Pat Connington saw the floor a lot more yep. and ended up being a big a big part as well. So hats off to him. One of the... One of the things that kind of went under the rug this past offseason was Connington getting a three-year extension, which just kind of happened out of the blue, and it was kind of like, eh, all right. But, um, boy, did that end up being big down the stretch. You know, I think I mentioned it a little bit before we hit record, but that dude was coming up with some key offensive yeah. rebounds and in key points. But, um, you know, you start to dive into some of the numbers, and, and Mikey, I know you hinted on some of this stuff. Of course, Giannis with the 50 points last night. That is uh, tied for most in a finals closeout game all time in NBA history. Um, you know, he had three 40-point 40, 40 performances in this series. That You know, sixth player in history to do that. Of course, he was the only the second player to have three 40-point, 10-rebound games in the finals, joining your buddy Shaq, of course, yeah, yeah. for the Lakers. So. Um, you know, very, uh, very small company there, of course. Um, you know, just the seventh player overall, that 50 in the finals game. Uh, his 35.2 points per game um, in this NBA finals was the third most ever yeah. for a player making his finals debut. Of course, behind uh, Allen Iverson and Rick Barry. Giannis won the title. Those two guys didn't in the, yeah. their first foray. So, um, you know, and uh, the First player in NBA history to accomplish all of the following feats before age 27. Five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, multiple-time MVP winner, winner, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, and NBA champion. No player has um, managed to amass all of that stuff before the age of 27. 
until Giannis was able to do it last night. So wow. hats off to him. Some really some really crazy stuff. You know, you, you pointed out Chris Middleton. It was a lot of fun to see him get it. I mean, uh, Middleton and Giannis, they've been together for all eight of Giannis's seasons in the league. Middleton, of course, has spent eight out of his nine with the Bucks. So it was great to see um, these guys, after being together for so long, get it done. Yeah. Of course, the Bucks just the fifth team in NBA history to overcome an 0-2 finals deficit. They joined the 69 Celtics, 77 Blazers, 2006 Heat, and the 2016 Cavs to do that. And they're just the third team to win four in a row after going 0-2 down, uh, down in yeah. the finals. So, um, second team to overcome multiple 2-0 deficits in the same postseason. And then uh, the Phoenix Suns, a stat unfortunate for them, but um, bad timing, of course. This was the first time they actually lost four consecutive games all season long. Wow. So, yep. Uh, bad time to do that. Bad time to do that. Um, you mentioned the supporting cast, of course. You know, Bobby Portis, who the fans absolutely love there. Yeah. You know, that work ethic, but he certainly found a home. Um, 16 points in 23 minutes last night, as you pointed out, was absolutely huge. Holiday struggled shooting, but he still had 12 points, 11 assists, and 9 rebounds. Almost yeah. turned in that triple-double. Middleton had 17, but he did a little bit of everything. Five boards, five assists, and four steals. And then the most Middleton thing ever, clinging to a four-point lead with a minute to go. He hits, buries that jump shot, gets to his spot, and he's, you know, challenge jumper, but that was his spot, and he just buries the jumper to, to make the lead six with 57 seconds to go. That was kind of the... I think the big one right, right there, right. obviously. So um, everybody doing a little bit of everything. Uh, but, you know, one of the keys, and I think really where the Bucks won this series, of course, was on the glass. They had a 53-37 advantage last night in rebounds, Mikey, including 11-6 on the offensive end. 25-29 from the free throw line as a team, of course. Giannis was a huge part of that. After, you know, four for nine in, in game five, he goes 17 for 19 last night. Um, and then, you know, I hinted at it before. Uh, most seasons between NBA championship or championships and NBA histories, now the Bucks with 49, topping the Warriors, who had 39 years between their championships. The Celtics, believe it or not, are third on that list, 21 in yeah, okay. that period okay. there. So um, not only all of that, of course, but... We really had the last three games of this series produce, like, those signature moments, uh, of course, as well. Game four, you know, you had the Giannis block right at the yeah. end of eight and just a huge play, the athleticism. Uh, also be known as the Middleton game for us Bucks fans. He, he goes for 40 and went crazy there at the end of that game to even this series up. And then, of course, game five was the holiday steal and the oop to Giannis yeah. all at the end, you know, yeah. signature plays there. And then, of course, Game 6 was the honest game, 50 points last night, and, and actually making the free throws. So all of that stuff, Mikey, man, I tell you, it was a lot of fun. The run itself was just something else, you know. I, I mean, it, it is uh, it's a lot of fun to win a championship in any major sport, right? Sure. I mean, there's just something when you can get it done in the playoffs. It's such a, attrition. The playoffs are so long, dude. Yeah. You know, four best of seven series to get through all of it it's such a grind so to get it done but just the way that this year's playoffs went you know the, we start with the heat of course the yeah. team that embarrassed us in the bubble last year you get a chance at them you sweep them you blow them out in three of those games you know it was a great way to start then you get the nets 
Yes, there were some injuries there, but Kevin Durant was playing at a whole another world. You know, yeah. Blake Griffin played like Blake Griffin from 10 years ago. Like, they, they were balling in that series. Um, we all know, you know, one of those flukes, if Durant's wearing a size shoe that's two sizes smaller, right. the Nets are probably in the finals, you know, and, yeah. and not us. So, yeah. Uh, but you Kyrie's know, healthy. Yeah, James Harden's playing. Exactly. Yeah, we're down two nothing. We 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 lose that game two by forty. You right. know, it's not looking too good. But yeah. we rally back, win the game seven and OT on the road. Then the Hawks. You know, injuries on both sides. Giannis with the knee injury, and it's not looking good. You know, we, we get blown out in that game four, and yeah. instead of taking control of the series, it's like what's happening. Right. But then they bounce back in a great, you know, the, yeah. the whole team, Holiday steps up. They win those two games without him. And then, of course, you go down 2 nothing again to start the finals. But, uh, you know, Phoenix looks really good those first two games, hitting their shots, Chris Paul doing Chris Paul things, and then four in a row to get it done. Yeah. So, Dude, yeah. what a what a ride, man. Absolutely, What dude. a ride. Well, uh, to piggyback on kind of what you were saying as far as the stats and, like, the rebounding. Sure. yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, anybody that played significant minutes, which it was a shortened, you know, uh, bench, obviously, which it typically is the case. Yeah. Jeff Teague yes. only played a minute and 43 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but everybody else played 20 plus minutes. Yeah. But if you look, everybody contributed to rebounding. There, you know, Bobby Portis had three. Uh, Pat Connaughton had eight. Nine Huge. for Drew Holiday, five for Chris Middleton, eight for Brooke Lopez, 14 obviously for Giannis, yep. and then six rebounds for P.J. Tucker. So, big, big. You know, and, and yep. when you look at it, you know, somebody that was rebounding at a high clip up until this series, and if I'm not mistaken, the first two games, was DeAndre Ayton for the Suns. Yeah, you're right. And Ayton, he, uh, he didn't hail me on six boards yesterday. So, you know, they were, there. one of the biggest things that, like you said, the Bucks did is they put a body on Ayton. Crowder was the leading rebounder for the Suns yesterday with 13, but no one had more than six. Wow. So beyond go. that, yep. I mean, Bridges had six, Aiden yep. had six, but Booker only had three boards. Chris Paul only yep. had two rebounds. Um, so, you know, again, that's putting bodies on guys. That's boxing out. That's, you know, team rebounding yes. to, to a yeah. team. Um, and you don't get those transition buckets. You don't get those opportunities um, you know, unless you rebound that basketball as a team. And when you have Giannis, you have Chris Middleton, you've got Drew Holiday, you know, you've got these guys that can go and, uh, you know, get the rebound and push the basketball, you know, it's not get it to Drew Holiday and go up. It's, right. you know, yeah. you have multiple guys that can do this. Now, obviously that, that pays dividends and it, and it did. So, you know, just a fun little thing right there as I'm checking up on some stats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Great and points, absolutely dude. right. Dude. Yep. Um, and that, I guess, good, pretty good segue then, you know, from a statistic standpoint that. You know, Giannis, Giannis, excuse me, won finals MVP, you know, and at the not even age 27, like you said, he's got all those accolades. Um, not even a, a Kobe or a LeBron can, you know, yeah, take yeah. those kinds of things. Yes. Um, you know, um, what, what do you, what do you see from him? I mean, those, those are some ridiculous stats. Um, you know, how, how do you think that he, he continues to develop? Do you think he now, you know, keeps working on his three point shot? He only shot one. He only took three yesterday. So, you know, last which night. is so, good. That's what we want. Yeah. You, you don't need to yeah. Be jack, you're not Steph Curry. You don't need to be jacking. No, it. definitely um, not. But, you know, what do you think, dude? Um, 
how do you think his evolution continues at such a young age? He hasn't even reached his prime yet. Well, it's it's well, dude, obviously super exciting at this point, right? That for sure. I mean, you know, because even at times in this playoffs earlier on, Giannis was more than happy to settle for pull up jump shots. I mm -hmm. mean, there was games against the Nets. He he took eight threes in a game. Like we don't want Giannis shooting eight threes, going one for eight, one for six, one for seven from the three point land. I mean, clearly, like he did last night in the second half, I mean, that's the kind of Giannis we want to see. Just a guy that's going to take over. I'm just going to be aggressive, and you're not going to stop me. I'm going to right. take it all the way to the to the hoop. That's just it. The, to, the total aggressive mindset. We're a better team. Our offense is built for Giannis being aggressive. We're not built for him to, to take long jump shots. I mean, granted, sometimes you have to. If that's what the defense is going to do, you know, fine. Take right. Take three three-pointers. I'm cool with that. You know, what one for three last night, I think it was, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Don't take the eight or nine. So that super aggressive approach. I mean, we scored 13 in the second quarter last night, Mikey. I mean, with four minutes to go in the second quarter, we had scored three points, I think it was, to that point in the second quarter. So we go in the locker room. What does Giannis do? He's like, just get me the ball in the third yeah. quarter. Scores 20, just attacks every single time. So... It's exciting to see just that evolution within this playoffs alone. Um, you know, great players stepping up and, and getting it done when they need to. And sure. he totally did, obviously, in the second half. So um, the free throw shooting, I mean, on the biggest stage when we need it the most came through, obviously. So for 17 of 19. Nothing like erasing an entire horrible postseason of crappy free throw shooting in one game, just like that. Nobody's yeah. going to remember that anymore, so... Um, Although know, I, I hate to say it though, dude, next year any visiting arena, especially being the oh yeah, champ, the counts are going to be the counts going. are going to be there, dude. Yeah, they, yeah, that that's that's a thing now. That, that is that a is thing. Very much that's, a thing now. That's totally a thing. And you know what? Phoenix hundred dollar bill, dude, can have his hundred dollar bills. We got our ring, so you know what? Um, yeah, sons and four guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah sons and four too. guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I mean, expect expecting more more good things, you know. Yeah. Obviously, at at such a young age, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what he's able to do the next four or five years. So the question that I have for you, of course, though, yes. is that, and and this is something that I've brought up, you know, in discussions with friends over you know the last decade plus, sure. is you know, take a LeBron James for example, yeah, right, you know, freak of nature athletically. You know, yes. built like a tight end. Oh yeah, you know, totally. Can, but you know, his his court vision, his ability to pass the basketball, you know, is is for someone of his size and stature. But beyond that, though, I mean, his athleticism, his oh, freakish yeah. athleticism, yeah. which has clearly you know taken a hit given his his age and yeah. the wear and tear on his body. Oh, of course. But one thing that LeBron has done, Blake Griffin's done it. When you look at some of the more athletic guys in the league that at some point in time have either been one of the best at their position or widely considered to be among the best in the NBA. Blake Griffin worked on his jumper. Yeah. You know, now he yeah. shoots a, a consistent three pointer. Um, you know, that kind of a thing. You've got a Carmelo Anthony, for example, yes. you know, a very yes. good offensive player that even not so much in, you know, isolation play is not necessarily the forte anymore amongst NBA teams, but here's a guy that can shoot the basketball can score. And he's not ever been really an overly athletic guy. True. Yeah. LeBron James, his three-point shot has gotten more consistent, and oh, you definitely. have to respect yeah. him yeah. shooting threes. Yes. Now. Yes. Totally. 
Totally agree. So my question is then is that, you know, I don't disagree. Giannis is going to still be put his head down. He's going to attack the basket. He's going to get these finishes around the rim. Um, obviously, you look at, you know, and you're, you're seeing it all over social media today, you know, these these when he got drafted pictures versus what he oh, is yeah. now. I mean, yeah. he put on serious weight. He yeah. grew more, you know, all these kinds of things. But my question is, is that do you think he's going to – I think he's going to have to develop a more oh, consistent absolutely. jumper. Yeah, in today's NBA especially, you have to Because be that athleticism to is yes. not yeah. going to be there Yes. in 10 yes. years. Oh, yeah, totally. Five and years from now. Yeah. The, so he has to develop – I'm not saying he's got to be Steph Curry good. I'm not yeah. – you know, or whatever. But he has to do – he's going to have to shoot better than one for three. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, Mikey, I totally agree with you. I, I think that is now the next – step i mean you know how much more can he possibly evolve his game inside i don't know if he needs to he's got the spin moves he's got the euro step and he's got the freak athleticism like you pointed out it's just a mindset thing and when he's in the attacking mindset you know he's 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 gonna get it done but um it's part of it's part of the league and the way it's gone you have to be able to shoot so to me that is the next part of his game the evolution is to continue to work on that jump shot and eventually hopefully develop some kind of long-range shot that's at least somewhat respectable. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, you know, last night there was a few times in that third quarter he was hitting some contested kind of jumpers, fadeaways and things that um, you went, well, okay, he's right. really feeling it tonight. You know, those are shots he's not normally going to make, so a little beyond the range. So more of those mid-range type shots first, um, I I think that's the next step in his evolution. And over the next three or four years, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him continually try to develop that that three point shot. I think you have to, and yeah. in, in today's league, that's just going to be a part of it for sure. So, um, if that part continues to come around, then then you're going to be able to have the kind of elongated greatness that a LeBron has, and so on and so forth. Because you make a great point. You know, LeBron, his first however many years in the league, it was an okay three point shooter, but right. you know, he had he had he caught caught flurries sometimes, but is a much better consistent three-point shooter today than he yeah. was, you know, earlier in his career, no doubt about it. So, um, I agree. I think Giannis is going to have to do that. You know, there's the, 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 the league is full of so many great young coaches, great minds. I mean, we saw Monty Williams it was fantastic this year, but they, every year there's a handful of coaches that seem to emerge um, that, that are, and some are really, really great at making the adjustments. So, um, it's always going to be changing. There's going to be challenges, and there's going to be great coaches that are going to try to take away his best skill set. So he's going to have to continue to work on those jumpers for sure. Yeah, I, I totally see that hopefully as the next evolutionary step in his game as well. So. Nice. Um, so good segue here. So, you know, that's what Giannis needs to do to continue his forward progression as being one of the best that the NBA has to offer. Now, what do the Bucks need to do in a much improved Eastern Conference? Yes, much improved. Yes. Um, you know, can they repeat? Like, you know, you look at the landscape in the Eastern Conference, and you look at the changing landscape, but even if you take teams at face value, you know, there's teams that are going to be, you know, the, the New York Knicks, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, you know, you got to think Miami with, you know, a healthy Jimmy Butler yep. and, you know, a more seasoned Bam Adebayo, uh, you know, obviously totally. Brooklyn, yeah. you know, Brooklyn. if you've got, you know, healthy Durant, healthy Kyrie, healthy yep. James Harden, you know, I mean, granted, they've got a lot of free agents, 
you know, that they picked up over the season that are not going to be necessarily there next year. True. You know, yeah. it's not like they just won the title that they're going to attract a bunch of free agents to come. Yeah, and that's They true. will still attract them. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it doesn't have the same cachet as, you know, an NBA champion does. Um how, how, what do you think about the Bucks? I mean, you know, really looking at their salary situation, you know, the only one, P.J. Tucker is a free agent. Okay, uh, he's right. He's probably yep. going, he made almost, just a hair under 8 mil this last year. Um, you know, he's going to be a, a, a sought-after guy. I mean, this yes, is a guy is. that, yeah. you know, he's yeah, a serviceable he veteran. Yep. He's yep. probably not going to command much more than that 8 mil a year. No, probably imagine. not. You're right. But yep. his corner three is consistent. It is. You it look is. at his defense, you look at his ability to guard, hell, Four or five positions on the yep. floor yep. Um, as an undersized, you know, power forward center type player. Um, you know, and, and really the only other guy that contributed to your team um, that is, you know, is a fan favorite. And that's Bobby Portis. He has a, what is it, a player option um, for next season, at, okay. which he's undoubtedly going to decline. Yeah. It's a, it's a 38, it's a $3.8 million uh, option. Oh yeah, he he was getting body chance in Milwaukee in yeah, the last couple yeah, series. Yeah, there's no way this dude doesn't opt out. Yeah, he's from the NBA champions. He's yeah. going to be getting. Oh yeah, offers. definitely. Yep. He's yep. really the only one that you guys have to consider, like, uh, you know. Yeah. But he's replaceable. Yes. Yes. So, what do you think? I mean, obviously, Budenholzer is sticking around. Yeah, Booty got it done, and you know what? That's he it, bought it, himself another nice. year. Or oh two yeah, of, definitely. Of, of, yeah, of goodness. Yeah, I agree. So, yep. what do you think, man? Well, I I think I think there's you know there's a good chance uh, to do it. The East is going to be tougher, but uh, you know a couple of the key things, right? So, I think anybody that watched this postseason and especially watched these finals, you know, understands just how important that home court is for the Bucks. I mean, it is important. They yeah. play really good in front of the home fans. The only game we lost was game one against the, the Hawks at home the entire postseason. So, you know, Brooklyn, Miami, the Suns, we didn't lose to those teams at Pfizer at all during yeah. the playoffs. So, and that game one, we were up, you know, seven points with two minutes left, and, and we blew it at the end. So, they play to me to being able to repeat a big part of it is is going to be able to get that home court next year you know um if it's going to come down to a healthy brooklyn or you know if the sixers somehow figure it out but dude that team is it's like we're going into another off season and it's the same old story for that team again for the for the 76 for the sixers sure. yeah you know and we're sitting here scratching our head ben although Simmons if you're a betting man if you're a betting man you could probably say that ben simmons is not going to be in a sixers uniform he's yeah i think so season. he's going to be out the door right. yeah um it, and in fact if that trade that uh that the pacers offered them was in fact true i was a little surprised they didn't take it that was a pretty good offer Malcolm in my Rodman opinion yeah, yeah yeah uh but anyway um, I, so you look at it and you go, okay, the Heat are going to probably be pretty good. They're yep. going to be better, like you pointed out, Jimmy Butler. They're going to be a better team. Um, you know, the Celtics are doing some rebuilding type of stuff. We'll see what happens there. Of course, the Nets are the one clear one there. Atlanta, they're a young team. Uh, they responded real well to, to Nate McMillan. You know, what can they do for a full season? I mean, most that those dudes should all be back too. That that That's going to be a young team. I believe that has most of their nucleus coming back. But um, the great part with the Bucks is kind of like you said, you got Bobby Portis, you know, and you're right. He's probably going to decline that player option, you would think, for sure. 
but you're you're bringing back the the rest of the key players and the key nucleus there. Uh, Chris Middleton was a big key part to it as well. You know, we only lost one game this entire postseason where um, you know he was 40% or better from the field shooting the ball. So, couple of keys. It's going to be getting that home court. Yeah. And then you know just making sure Middleton is going and and getting that guy going as well. But um, I think they can do it just because of like you said, how how much is still in place, and for the next few years to come, really, a lot yeah. of our key players. So, oh yeah, no, you got you got um, guys locked up for the next two yeah, three years. Next easy. two three years, easy. So you know, you know and mm-hmm. even the guys that are going to be coming up as free agents are not guys that are not replaceable. Right, exactly. Yes. So you yes. know, you you can find yep. serviceable pe- people. The pro- I, I think one of the things is is that. You know, one of the keys, and this is something that is crucial, and you've seen it now, you know, in fun stat. You saw this morning, you and I just talked about it not too long ago before we hit record. Sure. The Milwaukee Bucks are now the fourth team in as many years to win the NBA yeah. title. There's yeah. been no repeats, exactly, right? Exactly, yes. And, but I think one of the common denominators, and in particular with the last two teams that have won, the Lakers and your Bucks. Your Bucks have been together, like you said. Middleton and Giannis have been together eight of the last nine years. Yes. That middle, yes. I mean, they there's Long consistency time. there. Yep. Brooke Lopez, you know, he was with the Lakers a few years ago, but he found a home. He's been in there. Yeah, Pat he's Connaughton, been in now for a few you know, years. Defen- yeah. Yep. You know, Yeah, he'll be back from um, his injury. Right. Yep. I mean, you know, these are all guys. Drew Holiday, again, and Bobby Portis, P.J. Tucker. You know, these were guys that, that have not been with the franchise. But a lot of these guys have been with this team yep. for quite some time. In chemistry, yeah, and and you look at the Lakers last year, Dwight Howard, you know, yeah, JaVale McGee, LeBron, yes. AD, Caruso, Rondo, you know, you name it. There was chemistry. There, yeah, right? great so, point, Mikey. Great, you know, point. that I think is the common denominator. And if you look at, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, or even the Philadelphia 76ers to some degree. There's not chemistry. There was we're gonna throw Great. players Excellent together, points. Yeah. you know, in particular the Bucks, and it worked out to some degree. You had you know a resurgence of Blake Griffin, yeah. Um, but there was chemistry in a sense that like they played well and they scored a lot of points, but it it's not the same kind of chemistry. And and I don't think you're gonna see any opportunity for a team to improve itself. They're going to do. They're not gonna just stand pat and say, yeah, we're good. You know, we're trying yeah. to develop oh, yeah. that chemistry, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's one of the biggest common denominators amongst those teams. And you look at like the Atlanta Hawks, for example. Once you know, and we chastised the move of getting rid of Lloyd Pierce. We really did, and, yeah, and, and yeah. you know, up, yep. go, moving to to Nate McMillan. But you look at it. You look at Gallinari. The way that once he got healthy, he started contributing to that team. Yes, he did. You know, yeah, Bogdanovich, same kind yep. of thing. Once he yep. was kind of healthy, and he still had his injuries, but you know. That consistency and and Trey Young obviously Clint Capella, um, you know a resurgent, uh, you know John Collins, um, you know there was chemistry there. Great points, Mike. You know yeah. you look at a Memphis team that you know put up put in some work in in the first in the first round. You know they lost four to one against Utah, but those weren't blowouts necessarily. No, by they were No, no. You know they, right. they, yeah. they 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 yeah. they had chemistry. You're and, right. You know the Memphis Grizzlies could be that almost Milwaukee like team in the Western Conference, a team that you know these guys if they keep that core together. Oh yeah. You know yeah. they're a team that can can compete. Uh, you know, Mikey. in another t- couple years with the heavy hitters. Um, 
but I, I think that's the biggest thing is that there's that chemistry. And it doesn't matter what happens with Philly. I mean, when you have Joel Embiid, um, you know, depending on who they get for, for Ben Simmons, I mean, but I don't know if that necessarily improves chemistry. Same thing with Brooklyn. Totally agree, yeah. You know, Boston, I, they would have chemistry, you would think, but when you constantly have a Marcus Smart in trade rumors and you don't pull the trigger, when you got guys they don't know if they're going to be playing or not, I mean, when you have all those kinds of ups and downs, you look at the Lakers this last year, and, you know, you look at Kuzma and his potential status with the team, you know, there's there's some upheaval, and, and there's yes. maybe not yeah, the chemistry. True. Phoenix, good chemistry. You good know, chemistry. You bring in Chris yeah. Paul, yeah. and you look yeah. at the way that Bridges played, the way Aiton played. I mean, Aiton yeah. had complimented Chris Paul, saying he's the best player that he's played with. You know, he's really responsible for his, you know, coming out party in the NBA yeah. this season. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at rankings next season and the best centers and big men in the game, I would not be surprised if Aiton's somewhere in that top five. You know, totally behind a Joker, yeah. behind a Joel yeah. Embiid, you know, he's going to be in that conversation. I totally agree. Um, you know, so I, I think that's one of the big things, to you know, to your point of how the Bucks can repeat is they have that chemistry and they've got that going forward. Well said, Mikey. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, flipping the coin, you know, now what does phoenix do can phoenix can they now you know compete in a loaded western conference where next season you're going to have a potentially reloaded lakers squad uh a healthy lebron a healthy ad um you know who knows you know who who else is going to be there with the team um you know, if Kuzma's going to be back, if Schroeder's going to be back, um, you know, you've got a healthy Kawhi Leonard. What happens with Kawhi? Right. Does he re-sign right. with the yeah. Clippers? Does yeah. he decide to take his talents elsewhere and, yeah. you know, really decides, well, maybe the Clipper curse is real and I'm better off someplace else? Yeah. Did, did Paul George do enough? when he went down with his injury to say, you know what, that's my running mate, that's my dude, Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick with him. Um, you know, Jamal Murray coming back. He's going to be healthy. Great You're going to have Joker, yeah, uh, the regular yeah. season MVP, yeah. and Jamal Murray. Um, a guy that a lot of people, myself included, he had a coming out party last season, struggled this season, had injuries. Um, yep. You know, but like Booker, you know, a young up-and-coming shooting guard that can put the ball in the hole. He, he's got a competitive spirit that's really good, that fans like. You know, I, I mean, you know, you look at Portland. What happens with Dame Lillard? They got a new coach there. Right, Dallas, yeah, yeah. New coach, a Jason new coach, Kidd. Yeah. You've got, you know, what what happens with Luka? What yep. happens with Porzingis? Does Porzingis stick around? Do they try and find a trade partner for him? Good point. Um, you know, Memphis, like we talked about. Utah that we talked about. Utah was, you know, the best team, if not one of the best teams in the NBA this regular season. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike Conley. They were, there, there's they a were lot of fantastic. things. Fantastic. Yeah. How, what about the Suns? Where do they fit? What does what Chris Paul do? Chris Paul, if I'm not mistaken, is a potential free agent. I think he's got a player option. I believe you're correct for about next that, season. I'm gonna yep. verify that right now. And Chris Paul, yes, he's got a player option of 44 mil next season. Uh, Phoenix Suns doesn't have anybody that's going to be coming off the books potentially. They don't have to worry about having to re-sign any of their guys other than Chris Paul. Does he try and opt in and bring it back? Does he opt out trying to get another extension, another bigger contract? Does he look at the fact that Bridges is going to be a free agent in 22-23? 
DeAndre Ayton's going to be a free agent. They're going to have qualifying offers, but we'll see what happens. Most likely, Phoenix is going to keep them around. Um, Cameron Johnson, you know, he was a contributor for them in these playoffs. Uh, Cameron Payne, he's going to be a free agent. He made less than $2 million. He probably worked his way, played yeah, his way definitely. into a fat contract. Yeah, I agree. Yep. What do you do if you're Phoenix? How, well, how, do you, how does this play out? I think, and and this is going to kind of agree with something I just read, too, a couple of days ago. But, like, you know, Chris Paul, I think you pick up that player option, 44 mil. I mean, you're going to make a ton of money, but you get a chance to, to bring it back. Like you said, a couple of the young key players are going to be coming up as free agents. So, But maybe you run it back next year and you see what happens, and then you can test your waters after that um, as far as if you're Chris Paul. But, you know, for the Suns, you clearly have a lot to build off. I mean, it's your it's your first year together with this unit. As you pointed out earlier in the episode, you know, ain't no in the bubble last year. Kind of got it going. Made, yeah. made, made him think, okay, we got something we're cooking with. They get Chris Paul, and then the techs go in. They go recruit Dre, Jay Crowder, which was a great guy to bring in. Just yeah. his two-way ability, the defense. I mean, Crowder uh, w- w- was clear. So the, the guys, those two guys they brought in was great. For me, for Phoenix, it's all about how is this team going to handle adversity? Now we're going to find out because they didn't really have to face it this year. They were one of the healthier teams all year long. Um, Yes, Chris Paul got a little injured at the beginning of the playoffs. Yes, he had to miss a game or two because of COVID. That was it. They didn't have any other issues with that all year long. They were one of the healthier teams. They didn't have going down with, uh, with he went down. Yeah, that was the only one. That was the only one he went down. You know, that was certainly a loss for them. You know, he, he, him coming in and spelling Aiden, they could have used them in sure. the series, of course. But you look at it, okay, so how, how did they respond? Because they they, they did, yes, and the, the Bucks did too, but they did get a few breaks. They didn't really have to face too much adversity this playoffs. Yes, they were down 2-1 to the Lakers. AD got hurt. They bounced back. They won the next three. They won that series. Um, they swept Denver, like we talked yeah. about, without Murray. They got up two zip on the Clippers. The Clippers tied it up at two. They won the next couple games. You know, no Kawhi, but no like big adversity in mm-hmm. those playoff series. I think you can make the argument they kind of were able to cruise along. They go up two zip, then they face a little adversity. The Bucks win the next couple games, and you know they they lose their next couple. So, how is this team now going to do? Actually, having to face a little bit of adversity you know it was the first time they were really seriously challenged this postseason they couldn't quite get it done I take my hat off to them they it was a great run they were phenomenal they really were they played great I mean in in those losses in the NBA finals they played great I mm-hmm. mean that stat line in the game five loss was insane to shoot 55 percent from the field 68 percent from long range and 90 percent or whatever it was from the foul line and still lose the game I mean you can't do much better right but you know, um, so now we'll find out. Can you can you realistically think this team is going to do much better next year? Probably not, for the right. reasons you laid out. You went through the West, how difficult it's going to be. They're, the teams are going to be healthier. There were teams that took a step forward last year, like Utah now, that you're going to kind of have to consider. What are the Clippers going to be? Because they were a lot better this year, and obviously they kind of got over some of their playoff woes getting to the to the Western Conference yeah. Finals, and it was without Kawhi. So, interesting. Luka was a machine in the playoffs, so if they get him just a little bit more help, that team's going to be really difficult to be yeah. to, to get out in the playoffs, right. especially if Luka's going to be playing at that level. 
and then you know we still have some other things to be decided with some of these other younger teams you know like you pointed out Memphis looks like a really good young team that's going to be around you yeah. know with that nucleus so what happens in San Antonio do they, what happens do they stick in San around Antonio? with yeah. do they stick with DeRozan the, do they finally right. try and trade him do they trade but they him? had they had yeah. good young talent down there they had good mean, young talent yeah. too so it's you know for Phoenix I still think as constituted you bring Chris Paul back again I mean, you know, this is certainly another top four team, I would think. You bring it back. I mean, you know, the leap to make in one year from going from not even in the playoffs to NBA Finals, obviously, is something that doesn't happen too much in the right. NBA to make that leap that quick. So, clearly a lot to, to build off of. Um, but if you're the Suns, uh, you know, I don't know how crazy you really go you bring Chris Paul back and and you see what you can do you know and you see if one more year of all the these young guys can take that next step forward you know Devin Booker is right on the cusp of being a 30 point per game every night in night out guy you know right. he's he's still a really elite scorer you know mm -hmm. at his 24 or 25 a game Aiden had had a coming out party of course as you pointed out Mikey Chris Paul was a big part of that what can he do now in his next year? So, um, and then Crowder and and you know if they can bring Bridges back, I think that would be another key piece. They will. I mean, he's, players, he's under contract so. up until you know he's under contract this next year. Okay, so he'll be million. back. Great. He has a qualifying a offer in twenty two, twenty three. Right, perfect. So. Um, and you know, I doubt you're going to trade him. So yeah, like I said, there's no, you know, other than Cameron Payne, yeah. Tory Craig, Frank Kaminsky. You know, those are really the only guys that got playing time, you know, of any significance in the playoffs for the Phoenix Suns. And really, Frank Kaminsky got playing time because Dario Saric got hurt. And, Correct. You know, yeah, good a, point, from Mikey. a backup yeah, center type point. position, yeah, they brought point. in Kaminsky because he could shoot the three and, you know, right. whatever. But, good point. but you're absolutely right. I, you know, I would say, though, that I, I put my odds on Chris Paul not running it back. Oh, I, I okay. have him yeah. turning. Right. I, I think he's. I'm. I'm gonna take the other side of that coin. I think he's gonna opt out of this contract. Um, you know, he's gonna be looking for probably his last three, four year deal. Um, right, that makes whether a lot or of not. Sense, I, and I don't. And I don't yeah. think he's going to. I, I don't know. He's. He's older. Um, you know, he's still an effective point guard. Um, you know it. As much as I have a love hate relationship with him, it was nice to see him actually coming through. Bouncing back from the yeah, injury totally agree, the Lakers, man. Yeah, that and, was you know nice. really kind of yes. put it on display yes. that you know he is yep. and needs to be considered to be amongst the best point guards that have played this game. Completely um, agree. I think that he's going to opt out, and if no other reason, it's to get that last contract bef locked up before sense. something happens. Right. Because should he pick up that forty-four mil next year and he gets hurt, good point. Now you're yeah. a free agent. Good now point. you're hurt, yeah. and now you know you're not going to be getting the 40 mil that you're looking for in a contract extension or a new contract yeah. because you're coming off of a finals appearance, your first ever finals yeah. appearance. I think he opts out because of that. I, okay. I, I think that he's going to lock that up similar to, you know, kind of one of the reasons why the Lakers were an anxious to lock up AD. Okay. Um, because, you know, AD has an injury history yeah, and does. you lock yeah. him up, yeah, good point. you know, and then, yeah. and then now you've secured the beast. So yeah. I, I think, and look, I don't think Chris Paul's a lock to come back to the Suns. I mean, there was a that rumor. That was going to be my follow-up. So the, 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 you know, there was a rumor out there that was kind of a joke, but I think there's some seriousness to it. Not sure how I feel about it as a Laker fan, but, yeah. you know, there was talk about, you know, you know, 
opt out, come to the Lakers. Like, they need a point guard, you know. Um, they do. Chris Paul is certainly an upgrade over uh, uh, Dennis Schroeder. Yep. Um, you know, and but we don't have the money. I mean, that's part of the problem. We don't necessarily have the money yeah. to, to, to give well, the dude. Well, that's it, yeah. But... You know, if LeBron and, and and his good buddy LeBron, who was at the Game 5... Yeah, right, with his bottle uh, of tequila. Yeah, yeah, with his bottle of tequila, <laughs> you know, promoting, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Space Jam 2. Yeah. Um, you know, if him and AD come calling, hey, hey, you beat us in the finals, but we offer a much clearer path to, to not only a, a deep playoff run, yeah. but an NBA Finals appearance. True. Uh, I, I don't know if the Phoenix Suns, as currently constituted, like you said, and with so many guys under contract, you know, cap space is going to be an issue. None of their guys make – I mean, there's only three players currently on their uh, on their roster that make double digits. I mean, it's Chris Paul, it's Devin Booker, and it's DeAndre Aiden. Everybody else makes less yeah, than 10 million. Yeah, all right. Million. Makes sense. So yeah. you have yeah. the ability to, to sure. sign players sure. if you need to. But – so you'd have the ability to assign Chris Paul. But again, for a lot of the reasons that we just pointed out, does Chris Paul try and run it back and, and take the, the, the approach of that, that Giannis talked about last night in the press conference, mm-hmm. that he didn't quote-unquote join a super team and right. you yeah. know, won a yeah. title doing it the, you yep. know, that way or whatever. Chris Paul could say, you know what, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. That's true. Or does Chris Paul look at his, his mortality in the NBA – and say, I want to win a ring. Yeah. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees he goes to the Lakers and he wins a ring. No, right? But yeah. if you look at it, the Clippers, the yeah. Lakers, there's some teams in the Western Conference that probably offer him a better opportunity. I would agree with that. To, yes. to go deeper in the playoffs yeah, than totally the Phoenix agree. Suns. Yeah, yeah. You know, here, here's the thing. To your point, you know, earlier, what you were talking about with the Suns, how do they deal with adversity? How do you now deal with the target on your back? Yeah. You are now the Western yeah. Conference champs. Yep. You are now going to take everybody's you not the NBA champs. So that'll be the Bucks next yeah, season. Yeah, right. Yeah. But how do you go, you're going to take those licks now. There's oh, going to be yeah. teams that are gunning for you. There's yeah. teams that are going to want to puff out their chest and and, oh, and play yeah. you difficult Great and they're, points. And they're yeah. going to to want to uh, uh, show that they can beat the Reigning champs, champs in the Western of the Conference. West. You're right. Yeah. How do they deal with that? How does yep. Booker deal with that? How does Aiton? How does Monty yep. Williams deal with that? You know, it's one thing to come out and have a coming out party in the regular season and 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 get the number two seed and make Great it to points. an NBA Finals with very little adversity, as you pointed out. Yeah. Then next year it's going to be loaded rosters, re, you know, reloaded rosters, you know, new guys on new teams. Um, you know, it, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. If I'm Chris Paul, I opt out of my contract. I think, you know, I think it's 50-50. Yeah, fair enough. Sure. But I, I think that you probably look at the idea of <clears throat> going someplace else. Right. I'm just saying. There we go. I'm just saying. New York needs a point guard. They could use it. They, they do. could use a guy. They do. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. Could he yeah, go I, back? Could he reunite with Doc and go to Philly? I mean, Philly needs some help. Yeah, but him and Doc didn't necessarily have the greatest relationship. That's so also true. I, I yeah, don't. That's I, a good I, point. You know, and Chris Paul, I mean, he's always kind of had this prickly nature when it comes to younger players. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, does he does he demand something out of Embiid that Embiid's not ready to give? Or does Embiid, you know, Embiid yeah. seems to have kind of a delicate personality. Yeah, So, you know, does that does that bode well for Philly? I, I, don't, I don't know, but, 
you know, again, that's why I put the odds at 50 50. Because I, I mean, like it. you know, All right. it, he could come back and say, you know what, I'm going to run it back. Yeah, to this right. I had yeah. one of the best years yeah. of my career. I had you yeah. know, one of the be- most fun times. I'm reunited with Monty Williams. You know, whatever. I mean, he could. But I, I, I think that he opts out of his contract. And, and whether or not he can't resigns again. Again, I think it's just injury, yeah. his age. If he gets hurt. And his, the history sure. is there. Yeah, man, it's, then, those are all then, good points. You know, I, I yep. think that he opts out and tries to get that last contract. That's there just you me. Go. Hey, there you go, guys. You know, so I think he's going to run it back and pick out that 44 mil. Mikey thinks he might test the waters, and um, you know, I can't, I can't necessarily disagree with him. So you know, we're a little differing sides there, but I like to take a lot, man. It makes a lot of sense. So um, I guess for just a free agency fan standpoint i want to see him opt out and just you know there's something else to talk about right where could he end up type of thing so you know um landing on the lakers or back with the clippers or any of the handful of teams you pointed out is is certainly intriguing so you know we'll uh we'll definitely see what happens there that's for sure so oh dude what a uh what a 2020-2021 nba season it has been mikey that is for dude, sure, it's my nuts friend. man yeah Oh, crazy. Uh, super pumped, of course. We're, you know, coming down to the end here of episode 31. NFL's right around the corner, so when yeah. we come back next week, of course, we'll have to jump in, and it's yeah. going to be about training camp time and all that fun stuff, and, uh, you know, we'll be able to transition into some NFL talk, and, of course, we'll have our NBA offseason coming up re- relatively yeah. quickly yeah, here as draft well. Is so is right around the corner. Draft is right around the corner, so plenty, plenty else to talk about, but... Hey, the Milwaukee Bucks. That's right, the Milwaukee Bucks, guys. NBA champs. NBA champs. Uh, Mikey, anything else for today's episode? You know, really, really early. Who do you like next year for the NBA Finals, dude? What, oh, we're we're not man. even one full day in the in the books. Twenty four hours later. Who do you, who do you looking at the next year? At least a couple teams that you've got your eye on. That you uh, know, um, I I think depending on free agency, I think Utah is going to be in the mix again. Um, nice. I, you know, it might be the homer pick, but I think the Lakers are going to be in the yeah, mix man, again. I, I agree. Um, you know, again, it, it, it's hard to discount a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD, yep. regardless of who's around them. Totally agree. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the Clippers have the potential to be in that mix, but I think that there's yep. just a big question mark of what happens with Kawhi Leonard. Totally. In the Eastern Conference, you know, I, I think your Bucks are going to be right there. Um, I'm really curious to see what happens with the New York Knicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the Atlanta Hawks. Great I think points, with, you know, man. with the Atlanta Hawks, you can make some of the same arguments with them as you did, as I did with the Suns. You know, how do they deal with adversity? How do they deal with, you know, being the runner-up in the Eastern Conference for being, you know, the second best team in the East? Yeah. Um, you know, how does Trey Young handle that? Um, you know, how does the NBA... Uh, you know, this is a storyline in general, but how does the NBA combat foul baiting? Yeah. You know, which is something that yeah, Trey Young points, does. Man. Chris yeah. Paul did it. Um, yeah. You know, obviously James Harden does it. Um, you know, even LeBron, Steph Curry. I mean, you could run down the list. There's a lot of guys that, you know, try and bait refs into fouls. Um, how does the NBA points, deal with that? Yeah. You know, do do teams get fed up with that and just say, all right, you know, if I'm going to foul you, I'm going to foul you. you, right. Yeah. And if you get <laughs> yeah. hurt, okay. You know what I mean? Um you know, how does the league deal with that? Because I think that's a, that's an issue that needs to be addressed in some way. They've allegedly addressed it with the kicking out of the legs, but yet guys still do it. Yeah, and they, they draw fouls. It. It's true. Um, yeah. Very rarely is that called an offensive foul, yeah. which it's suppo- by the letter of the law it's supposed to. 
Um, you know, and these are all things that were very prominent in this year's playoffs. Yeah. Was flagrant fouls. True. Yeah. Um, defenders jumping in the airspace, so to speak, of, <laughs> yeah. of offensive guys. Um, you know, how, how do, what does that look like from, from a competitive standpoint? Yeah. Um, you know, Philadelphia, I, I think they're in the mix. But what happens with Ben Simmons? Yeah. What What do you get for Ben Simmons? Yeah, great um, point. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, right. and you know, you're talking about a rookie of the year. You're talking about a guy that's made the all defensive team a couple times. Um, you know, all all defense, all NBA. Um, he's got excellent court vision. I mean, yeah. It's just oh yeah. From, he's yeah. got a mental block from an offensive standpoint that you know I don't know if there's any team that'll be able to unlock that um, unless he does. Uh, he, he's he's in control of his destiny there. Um, I don't know about Boston, new rookie coach, but what's going to happen with that roster? You're probably bringing J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown back, but beyond that, who who knows? knows right, yeah, um, yeah, lots to be you know, excited I, I think there, New yeah. York, yeah. Got, they got lots to be excited about in yeah. New York. Charlotte, you know, you got you got Lamelo Ball in, in back they in the gym. They got some cooking down there, I think, They got yeah. some good stuff yeah. going on there. In, can they compete for a title? Probably not, but can they? Right. Make some steps and strides to being a better team in the East. Absolutely, totally. So agree. I'm not entirely sure, man. I, Miami, like we talked about. I mean, there, there's a lot of teams that are going to be in that mix, that are going to be in that hunt. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of usual suspects. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of jockeying for position. Um, so, I don't know, dude. Hey, I, I love it. To God, don't know. I've got my eye on, uh, you know, your Lakers as well. Okay. Um, okay. Definitely, I'm going to have my eye closely on them. And then, of course, you know, it, again, homer pick, but my bucks as well. Yeah. And, you know, just like you said, from a chemistry standpoint, running it back. And, dude, I'm just saying, how how great would a, you know, LeBron AD versus Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday finals matchup Ooh, be, dude? I, be pretty I good. Mean, what if Chris Paul did go to the Lakers and he made it back with the Lakers against the Bucks? Gets to, to run get it back revenge. against the Bucks, yeah. get his revenge, dude. That, I I yeah. love these storylines already, man. Hey, we're just we're manufacturing. GP three, LeBron. If you guys are listening, you know, dial it up. Let's go, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but before we get to next year, dude, 50, 50 years. Last time on Milwaukee Bucks won one man. Uh, Kareem and the Big O are happy today, dude. Yes, yeah, they happy are. today. It's been a long time. Yeah. So. Milwaukee Bucks, twenty twenty one NBA champions. Hey, that's it for the 2021 NBA season. Yep. Balls and Beards podcast episode 31. Anything in closing today? Um, I, I need to give another young listener a shout out. Oh, yes. Um, one Mr. Uh, Ryan C. Little dude. Um, I gave his brother a shout out oh, many moons ago, and I was yelled at because I didn't give him a Ryan, uh, big shout out, shout out so buddy. Ryan, yes. Ryan, yes. Ryan, shout out to you. Um, yeah. And my kids, like they got they got mad because I haven't given them a shout out. So oh, uh, shout out to the girls, I love you. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, hey, that that's all I got, dude. Congrats to your bucks, man. Congrats. Thanks, Mikey. I appreciate it. Uh, there we go, guys. 2021 NBA champs, Milwaukee Bucks, Balls and Beards podcast, episode 31 in the books. We'll see y'all next week. Be sure to check out our Patreon. We're going to upload a little bit more content later this week for you on there. Please check us out, Balls and Beards Podcast. We appreciate the support. NFL is just around the corner. We'll be back with that. Have a good one, y'all.